Hey everyone, I'm Alex. I'm here with my husband Shane. Baby Lou's in bed, the cat is in her room, and we are so glad that you could join us for happy hour on this Family Tree Podcast, episode 20. Those are the sweet sounds of Cinnamon Coke's opening, because we managed to snag some when we were in Florida, and they are now not even being released. So I feel like a million bucks. Cheers. What do you mean they're not being released? Like they, they it's a holiday pop. So, <laughs> so they stopped being released on December 31st. Oh, cool. Yeah, it says limited edition. And we got another case from your parents coming to us uh, when they get back from their trip. Two I, cases. I like them. Yeah, oh, they're, they're amazing. So Shane, this is our first podcast back from Christmas, uh, New Year, holidays, and we said we were going to do this podcast in our robes. I am the only one in my robe. Uh, so now I feel a little bit underdressed for the occasion. Well, you're not really in a robe. You're wearing a robe over your clothing. Over the same top that I wore on the flight to Florida, every day in Florida, and now every second that we've been at home without washing it. So I think this is under, it has crayon and Lucy food on it. Well, I'm already feeling overweight enough because mm. if I was to wear the robe, I would do it right and not wear a shirt underneath. Oh, no jeans. See, it kind of like, sexy with it. No, it's just no one wears a, a little ro- Burt Reynoldsy with it. Okay, this is the type of banter <laughs> I delete every I time. Okay. I like Burt Reynolds. But I, I wouldn't wear jeans with a robe. That's just weird. Moving on, though, what's up? How was the trip? Uh, yeah, so we just got back from a one week trip to Orlando uh, with my family, my parents, my brother, his girlfriend, Shane, and the baby. Uh, I had a blast. I had such a good time. First of all, going with family is amazing because hopefully in that case, you can kind of hand the baby off uh, throughout the day so that you're not on 24-7 as you would be if you were at home. So because my parents are so close with Lucy, it works out. Uh, so we were able to have them watch her for a couple hours in the day. We had a lot of help at dinner times, things like that. And it was really great. We visited Shane's parents um, in Cocoa Beach and they were there. They love Lucy. They were able to take her off our hands for a bit so we could just kick it in the pool. And it was amazing. I had a really good time. We did go to Disney World with Lucy. Absolutely. On New Year's Eve. So yeah, when we were down there, it didn't really feel like the holidays. Meaning when you're in Florida, if you're a Canadian, it doesn't feel like it, New Year's Eve is coming up because we're so used to being in Canada. So we thought we were being very smart by going to Disney World instead of on the weekend throughout the week, which turned out to be kind of a dumb move because New Year's Eve is actually the busiest day for Disney World. Yeah. And they actually had to turn people away at the door. So it was like wall to wall packed with people from the point of about 1 p.m. till about 6.30 p.m. after the fireworks. But I must say, you got the fast passes organized. So our day did go fast, as the pass indicates. Uh, So instead of waiting for three and a half hours, which a lot of the rides were, we waited for 20 minutes. And uh, we ended up sticking around for the very end of the day to watch the fireworks. And they were the best fireworks in the uh, the world it was insane and it it did bring tears to my eyes it was uh really amazing so at 6 30 what they did is they did the regular parade fireworks that they do every night uh, and they had like tinkerbell come and light it all up and it looks really great and then 
they had the Frozen cast members come on. I I don't like Frozen. It's like I think one of the worst Disney movies, but this was pretty spectacular. So they had Elsa come up on the stage and she turned the like the Magic Kingdom castle into like a frozen icy castle. And first, like when she first, you know, magically turned it into ice, it was just like kind of lights being projected onto it and it looked fine, but nothing to write home about. And then out of nowhere, the entire castle got illuminated with like millions of these icy blue lights, just the whole thing. And it looked so spectacular. And then from there, they did for 630 uh, for the kids that have to go home, uh, they did a New Year's Eve countdown followed by the craziest fireworks show that I've ever seen. There's videos online all over of it because it was so good. And then they played Old Lang Syne at the end. Old Lang Syne at the end. And that moment totally brought a tear to my eyes. Like I was standing with you. I was holding Lucy. Lucy was totally in awe of what was happening. And it was just such a beautiful moment. And I was so happy that we, you know, fought through the crowds and stayed for the duration of it because it was absolutely incredible and somehow we didn't even get into an argument at all no no you know okay so I actually I wanted to tell you this throughout the day but then I was like oh I'll just I'll tell them on the podcast but I was welling up when we were on the boat ride because you can go on this little uh this river boat through Tom Sawyer Island it's just a nice little relaxing 20 minute ride uh so we were sitting there and I was sitting on the ground, kind of taking a break, watching Shane and Lucy, uh, you know, look at the sights and Shane and Lucy are pointing at stuff. And this is even before we had to put up with the really hard parts of like, you know, trying to find a spot for the fireworks and things. Um, but I was just thinking about how great you were all day long. Cause it was an early day. We got up at like six, uh, and how accommodating you were, how positive you were. And I was putting you in contrast to uh, my darling brother, who is younger. He's younger than me. He's 28. Uh, he was there with his girlfriend. They don't have kids. Disney doesn't hold as much value for them as it would for us having a kid experiencing it for the first time. So going on the busiest day and not being able to go on a lot of the rides is tough if you're there for your own enjoyment. That is tough. However, they were getting frustrated and it was showing and there's nothing uh that can bring group down like we were there with there were seven of us there's nothing that brings a group down more than uh, negativity or not rolling with the punches and I really appreciated that you rolled with every punch you kept your chin up everything had a positive slant to it and you were really on the same vibe as me that day and I totally appreciated it and then by the end of it after we had seen the fireworks, we had put up with people. Somebody called me an effing idiot just for pushing the baby stroller around. And it, it was insane. But we didn't fight. You were so positive. I was so positive. And I think we were feeding off each other. And I really, really appreciated that. I, I really respected that. I was just happy Lucy was happy. And she was like, she didn't mind the crowds. Mm-hmm. And there was bubbles everywhere. And she was really into it. And. I didn't even know Lucy had ever seen a Disney film before, but she seemed to know who Mickey Mouse was. She's never seen anything with Mickey mm-hmm. in it. She just she has Mickey and Minnie stuffed animals, 
but she has never seen anything with Mickey in it. So I was they shocked. had a parade, and she's like Mickey, and she's going crazy oh, like he's uh, Brad Pitt or something. She was flipping out for him. It was amazing. It was like super hilarious to see. And she was wearing the the cute little Mickey hat. Oh, like the original one. It's like like a skull cap with two ears sticking out of it. It was adorable. If you're going to go to Disney. There's a million options for headwear, especially those Minnie Mouse headbands. Mm-hmm. I recommend getting the classic infant cap with the two ears. It's a cap. It's not a headband. And if you're a woman and you really want the headband, just get the plain Minnie Mouse classic. Don't get the really fancy one. Oh, they get real crazy. There's leopard print. There's tassels. There's absolutely everything. But you can't go wrong with the classics. It's just, it looks the best. Mm-hmm. Shane, what was your... Uh... Disney highlight excluding the fireworks because the fireworks beat everything. Oh, just watching Lucy at the parade, watching, being excited, seeing all the floats coming down. Mm-hmm. I liked sitting on the rides like the Haunted Mansion and Pirates of the Caribbean with Lucy. Mm-hmm. And it's a small world as well. I thought her reactions to everything uh, were hilarious. Like whether she was going, whoa, and pointing at things or like kind of scared at some points because Haunted Mansion and Pirates can get scary. Like there's a little drop in Pirates Mm -hmm. of the Caribbean and uh, we weren't expecting it so that was kind of freaky but she handled everything so well and she truly enjoyed it yeah Lucy had had a great attitude Mm -hmm. the whole time and they make it a little trickier than you'd think to get on and off the rides you're (laughs) you're on a moving platform the whole time and the ride is moving so you have to coordinate it to jump on the ride it's like it's like hopping in a moving car going <laughs> seven miles an hour. It's its own game before the ride. Yeah, it's not hard, but it's certainly not easy. <laughs> oh, absolutely not. Like, they have to stop it, right, for people that are disabled. They'd, ha- they'd have to stop it. There's no, no way. I saw a guy in a wheelchair. They were just throwing him in there, and it was moving. And he dragged. He dragged 20 feet. He got on the ride okay. You're lying. No, I saw him dragging his... No, I'm, I'm kidding. I knew you were lying, but there was a part of me that was thinking it could have happened. Lying is such a harsh way to oh, phrase kidding, a joke. Kidding, yeah. joking. But yeah, no, Disney was amazing and we're not like Disney heads. I was getting a lot of messages from moms who were self-described Disney moms and they go as frequently as they can with their families. They were so helpful for tips. It was incredible um, because really like Shane and I not having gone since we were kids knew nothing and nobody else in my family knew anything. And thank God for you guys because like as in the listeners because if I didn't get all the tips that I did from you and from all you Disney moms, we would have been screwed. We would have not made fast pass selections when we did. I even had tips about the times of day to make them so you can add more fast passes. And it was it was all just really incredible. So I do want to thank everybody for helping us out because it helped us make the most of our day. Like it really, truly was a full day. And everyone oh knows that they should do the research, but very few people actually do. So kudos to you, Alex. Thank you. Uh, my Disney experience app was so helpful and I still have it on my phone. It tells you the wait times for all the rides and things. So I've been checking it ever since we left uh, because we were there on the craziest day and mm-hmm. wait times were three hours. And now it's like I'm seeing 20 minutes for the coolest rides and uh, it makes me want to go back. Okay, are we allowed to talk about the worst parts of the trip? Now? Yeah, I was going to ask you. So not just Disney, but I want to say because we were traveling with a big group, I want to ask for your best and worst parts, not like moments but just the best and worst things about traveling with a big group or with family 
well, I won't make it generic, but with your family, the best part is everyone has a very good attitude and everyone is very good with Lucy. Mm-hmm. And Lucy loves everyone. Oh, and Lucy's obsessed. They will take Lucy very willingly. Yeah. They're w- very willing babysitters, more than willing. And it's easy for us to mm-hmm. turn our heads when Lucy's with them because they're so trustworthy. Yeah. You know, your parents are mm-hmm. the most generous people in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, your brother and his girlfriend are very kind, nice people. So it's easy. Like, you couldn't ask for a better group. Yeah. However, if I am saying the <laughs> worst part, it is going through an airport with you. Oh. Well, and not just me. No. It. Well, here's the thing. Your family's style of going through an airport is not my style. I will admit, <laughs> I will admit that. But... That's fine. I can handle their style. Right. It's you going along with their style because we're co-parenting, right? Yes. Doing this together. Yes. So, and just to let the listeners know, Alex's family likes going through an airport as fast as possible under the guise of they're being as efficient as possible. But your dad is a professional traveler, but he also isn't a professional traveler with a baby. Right. When he's traveling for business, it's with him and he knows all the tips and tricks and ways to yeah. get to and fro as fast as possible. With Lucy, a good idea when you have a baby is not to be the first person off the plane. Babies tend to shove a bunch of stupid shit in the front compartments. Your phone's in there, dug down. They're throwing stuff down there. They're throwing their passports all about. So most people want to rush and get out and get to their overhead compartments. What I recommend is, with your child, be the last to get on the plane, not the first, like they suggest. Be the last person on the plane with your baby so you're sitting for the least amount of time. And be one of the last people off the plane so you know you have all your shit, your passports, all the baby toys, everything. Mm -hmm. And then you also have to wait for your stroller and baby seat anyway. So rushing out there doesn't even do you a service because... The people are taking their time to bring in the strollers. So anyway, I'm like, Alex, let's let's hold back. She's like, yeah, but I can tell you're uncomfortable <laughs> holding back. You just want to bolt out there because you know your family's just ready to for like to bolt to the uh, baggage bolt, claim. Baggage claim area. Like they love getting there instantly. So um, <laughs> so Alex is just boom, road runners ahead of me. I walk where our stroller is waiting. I, I see it. But your dad's also now waiting for us, like with a look like, all right, guys, let's go. And I see the stroller and you just go, all right. And then you and your dad bolt like speed walk way ahead of me. And I see our stroller and thing. I'm like, okay, John's the expert, I guess. And certainly I'm not going to be yelling at my wife because she's already a football field's length ahead of me. So I just defeated, walk up to catch up to you. And then I go, Alex, uh, how do you suggest we get our stroller and car seat? You're like, oh, 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 we'll just go back. And then it's, of course, ma'am, you can't go back. And I'm like, see, Alex, we've talked about this before. So wait a second. Wait a second. Did you not get the stroller to teach me a lesson? No, Why didn't you just but, get it? Because your dad came there. Yeah. Why do you think your dad was waiting for us? To direct us because the rest because of the family Because we would get lost away. if they had walked ahead. So mm-hmm. I'm like, maybe I'm wrong. My instincts tell me pick up the damn stroller but if i'm wrong they're gonna be like what's shane doing and then i'm the big hold up and i'll get to that <laughs> later but but so your dad rushes ahead i'm like i'm not gonna be the lost guy if if i'm wrong i'm wrong but if i'm i'm right we're just gonna have to walk back right. of course they don't let us come back yeah. 
And then I angrily, I guess, say to you, <laughs> Alex, we've talked about this. Don't walk ahead. We always have to stay together. Right. So we, me, you, and the baby, let them run ahead. Right. Five minutes has never made any trip better, in my experience. <laughs> it's only caused people to lose things and waste more time. So after that part, you're like refusing to apologize. I'm like, can you just say like, sorry, Alex? And you're like, hmm, and you just refuse until you realized you were rushing so much, you forgot your cell phone in the plane. <laughs> so not only do we have to wait someone to bring our stroller up because they won't let us back there, we have to wait to go back and get your cell phone. Yes. And by the way, I'm the same type of person as you. I'm very forgetful. I lose things. I misplace things. I'm absent-minded. But because of that, I tend to go slower and not lose things anymore. Right. In fact, we don't know where your car keys are right now. And we had a heck of a time getting all this recording equipment to even record this. Because either on the trip or before we left, you have lost your car keys. That's true. All right. So anyway, we, then we start, we, we start going to the baggage claim. Hey, Lucy's just been on a plane for quite a, a long time, so she wants to run around. And your dad's like, Shane, we got to get the luggage because the luggage is coming around. I'm like, okay. So I, I get my two pieces of luggage and tell you to go watch Lucy while I'm getting the luggage. Lucy's walking way, way away from the baggage claim, right? Right. So I get my two pieces. And I can't, I can't remember if you brought an extra piece of luggage or what your luggage looks like even if you did. Because remember, we were debating whether to bring yes. two pieces of luggage or yeah. three pieces of luggage. So I, I'm going calmly to walk up to you and be like, Alex, can you just tell me if we brought luggage and what color it is? Because mm -hmm. in my mind, your luggage is purple. But as I'm walking to you, your dad's like, Shane, Shane, hey, hey, the luggage is this way, this way. And I'm like, <laughs> I, I know, John, I know. He's like, no, it's it's here. I'm like, okay, I'm just defeated. I turn around and walk to the luggage. He's like, yeah, I think it went around again. He's like frustrated. Like, I've never been more frustrated in my <laughs> life in the elevator and it's like i'm not gonna be like well if you know it's hers why don't you get it? it's a very little bag you pick it up i'm just like alex what color is the bag and then you tell me it's green and then i get the bag and then the rest of the trip was completely lovely i was not i was not annoyed again until the return flight home to the airport where you gave your mom my sweatshirt which had our passports oh, right. in it and she proceeded to walk very far away from us with our passports uh, because she was trying to catch up to John and we had to go back looking for the passports which was again a little frustrating yeah, when yeah. you're with the baby all I ask is that me you and the passports <laughs> and your cell phone stay with the baby and let everyone else go at their pace that they're comfortable with I get it people like going fast and I will speed the hell up to get to them as fast as possible but a baby's throwing a dinosaur toy out. I'm picking it up. You're like, I, I'm at the whim of the, the baby. No, I. And the stroller and all the accoutrement. Like, I hear you. And Shane, if it isn't too late, I am sorry. No, because... you, you did end up saying sorry once you realized the cell phone was. Because <laughs> you just felt so dumb. Which I, And then I actually felt bad for you once the cell phone was gone. I was like, no worries, no worries. <laughs> But uh, no, it is true. We do need to stick together because, uh, yeah, it's a fast-moving family. <clears throat> um, I know, you know, everybody's everybody likes to get where they're going, and I, I respect that. Uh, but it does make it hard when there's a baby and when there's, you know, 20 extra things we have to think mm -hmm. about. So I do think that the best plan of action for us is to cool it a little bit 
Uh, just the three of us. Because also, up, they're your parents. And if it was my parents, I would yell at them. I would. <laughs> no, because I'm comfortable. And you're comfortable yelling at your mom, you know, being like, Mom, Mom, we're waiting for the stroller. But yeah. I'm not going to yell Lorna John because I would seem very rude to do that. Yeah. But if you're with me, I'll be like, oh, just tell them to hold up. And then you can say it in a very yeah. mom, daughter, mom, dad way that right. doesn't make me seem like I'm rude or angry or something. You know yeah. what I mean? No. Yeah. And I would do the same if I was with my parents just because I can talk to my parents stern without seeming like I'm an asshole. Yeah. yeah no, anyway, that was the only part. Everything else. Your parents are the best people in the world. Everyone is annoying to travel with. Me, I'm probably like if they were listing things that were annoying, it would be two pages full. So I, I just want to acknowledge that. I'm just saying I'm annoyed at you, not them. Right. That would be an interesting call one day to uh, find out what was annoying about us on the trip. No, I wouldn't I, even want to hear it because I know I'm annoying. See, I know I did a lot of annoying things on the trip or I was annoying in lots of ways. But I do think it, that it is different when you have a baby because you are a little extra heightened you are a little uh, more tense than anybody else and you do just have way more things to think about than anybody else on the trip if everybody else uh, is childless or is without toddlers or infants you know what I mean yeah and it is hard to understand but even for John who's had gone through this mm -hmm. before but that's you know that's tw he's 20 years removed from having to deal with young children yeah not so totally. you do lose it, and Jake and his girlfriend are far away from even knowing what this experience is like. Me and you just need to be the team. No, yeah, Everyone we, else can do whatever they want to do. No, I hear you. I hear you, and I think that's so fair. Um, so you mentioned, so my brother and his girlfriend were on the trip with us. They're 28 and like 23, I think she is. Yep. Um, do you think that traveling with Lucy is a deterrent for them wanting to, you know, kind of grow up and have family? Or do you think... Oh, they're probably annoyed. And they probably... When you see things being done, everything seems like, oh, why don't they just do this? Yeah. Or this could have been more efficient or easier. It's very hard when you're that age to even fathom what's going on with us. Mm -hmm. But, you know, when Lucy was freaking out they on the airplane, which was the craziest panic attack i've ever seen her have and she bit you like have, a person on bath salts i have would. a big painful bruise on my arm two bruises she bit me on the arm and wouldn't let go and started pulling her head away and i'm going shane shane get her off and you didn't really know what was going on because everything was happening so fast we were both well, i'd never seen panicked. her clamp on you and i couldn't tell if you were kidding it was I, well i think i was like kind of laughing at the same time and then the second that she was released i started crying because it hurt so bad and then she flung herself back and tried to bite me on the cheek thank god she missed because that would have been awful and i don't know why because in any normal situation i would have been really tense or anxious but i was we were having kind of fun with it all things considered we were laughing the entire freak out and, because, and shushing her and laughing. Because we had a bit of buffer space with your parents behind us yeah. and your brother and his girlfriend to the side of us, I felt like we were only really annoying potentially the people in front of us mm -hmm. and the woman to the uh, front left of us. Oh, yeah, she was annoying. So all things considered, I think it was kind of an interesting, fun experience, if that even makes sense. Well, it was... Just because it was so rare, too. It was so crazy and so unexpected. Um and I was writing a post and I mentioned like we were talking to this lady to the left of us before the flight 
and she's you know cooing at Lucy and asking if she's a good traveler or if she likes traveling I was like oh my gosh she's amazing she's such a dream she loves airplanes like this is her 10th flight she's a pro that's embarrassing I didn't see that interaction <laughs> yeah. and then that happened and it was so awful and then and she was older and her grandson turned around and he goes if you want to sleep we can trade spots I know it's very noisy and I was like oh my god and this is like mid freak out Lucy still went on for another 10 minutes after this and it, yeah, it was just awful. Oh, and her husband, who was also maybe 70 or 75, was sitting right in front of me. And Lucy kept kicking his chair during this freak out. And it was like, I'm trying to contain her the best I could. But, you know, she legs are slipping out. Limbs are slipping mm -hmm. out all over the place. It was just crazy. And uh, I looked back at my brother and his girlfriend. And <laughs> the face they gave me was like a, ooh, like... Mm -hmm. what's going on this is brutal when all you want is like a sympathetic look or something like they don't have to do anything just look at me sympathetically like oh poor lucy not like ooh, how embarrassing for you guys well that's a tough ask that's a very hard thing like, it's <laughs> not like they're gonna be like oh like well there that's was, tough ask. there was a woman like five rows ahead of me and she was looking back at me the whole time mm -hmm. with the most sympathetic and caring expression i was well, like she's i love this kids. lady she's been through it maybe recently true true we just have to be through it together and as long as we handle it with uh, a good attitude yes which is your main thing is having a good attitude it's easy to get through it and almost you can drown out the world around you when you're on the plane mm -hmm. that's my number one advice when the baby's having a freak out it's like portrait mode with your iPhone 8 plus <laughs> just blur everyone else in the background and just focus on this the thing happening in the present and I wasn't even embarrassed no I almost was daring people to say something because it's like it's a, it's a baby we can't help what it what can you do and it was a terrible situation the plane had been stuck on the runway for an hour and a half with no air conditioning no airflow Lucy had overheated overheated and it was it was awful everybody was uncomfortable she just did what everybody else wanted to do or was doing inside their head. Um, but it was, yeah, it was a horrendous situation. And I've had a lot of people ask me, oh my God, like I've never traveled with my kids because I'm scared of this or this happened once and I never want to take them on a plane again until they're older. I'll definitely be taking her on a plane again, definitely be taking her on trips again because you know, one 20-minute tantrum ride. I've spoken to other people where their kids have had a tantrum for the entire five-hour plane ride. And it's like that really, really crappy, but short time when you look at the grand scheme of things isn't worth a vacation full of amazing memories and amazing times that you're going to have with your family. Mm -hmm. So the freak out is worth it to get to your destination and to make those memories. So I don't think that you should get scared. I don't think that you should let what other people are going to say or the side eye they're going to give you. I don't think you should let that get to you. And just do it. Go for it. Your baby is as valid a passenger as anybody else in that plane. Very true. Uh, we have a caller for Dad's Corner. Are we able to get to him now or should we start with uh, listener questions? Let's do a... Uh a listener question and then get to the dad's corner. I like uh, getting people excited with anticipation. Okay. So the first question uh, that was written in, if somebody in your family or your close friend is jealous of you being pregnant, would you want them to be honest or just fake happiness? Fake happiness all the way. It's the way you have to be because how many times are you kind of jealous of your friend's good fortune mm -hmm. 
even though you don't want to be. Like I find myself, I get caught up if you know you, someone's vacationing and you're caught in the cold and you're liking the photo. <laughs> you're almost begrudgingly doing it. There is a term for it. I just don't know it. I saw it in a commercial once. But you, you can't control the way you feel. Like this woman probably, it's coming from a place of grief or something. Like she really wants a kid. Yeah. Maybe she's had two secret miscarriages or something. Yeah. So I would just want the person to fake kindness because it is very hard to have why have an unnecessary confrontation or or hostile Mm -hmm. thing it's better to think maybe the person's not jealous even if they are that's the way i act when i because i know i shouldn't be be acting that way Mm -hmm. sometimes i feel how i shouldn't yeah no i had i had a kind of an experience with this uh during my pregnancy with lucy somebody very close to me left my baby shower early and kind of lost touch with me during the pregnancy and early postpartum and it was you know initially they faked happy and that was great but then they stopped faking happy and then we just kind of stopped talking and then about six months postpartum we were at a party together and then we had a drunk heart to heart outside of the bar and she revealed that it was just really hard for her to you know be seeing this happen and I got where she was coming from we were both bawling we were both in tears because we do want to be in each other's lives we love each other a lot uh and I think when it is taking a toll on the relationship there needs to be some honesty because I think a conversation can be very therapeutic and cathartic for both people involved like for the person who's jealous and the person who is you know not trying to be hurting this person but they are Mm -hmm. um and i i just think it's good to talk about if it gets to the point where your relationship is actually hurting but if if your relationship's fine and maybe you don't see this person all the time fake happiness all the way don't you know ruin somebody else's moment or happy pregnancy happy whatever because you know, if, if it's petty jealousy or if it's like seriously coming from a place of grief, like you said, mm-hmm. Shane, it's just, it's not worth it mm-hmm. unless it does take a toll on your relationship. Like seriously, then I think it's worth a chat. If I'm around like a really hot, good looking guy, sometimes I just hate him <laughs> just for looking good. You know what I mean? It's like, fuck you, buddy. But I'm like, I shouldn't be that way. He could be of a nice course. guy. I'm like, no, he's not. He probably is. Everything just comes to him. Yeah. So I'm a jealous guy with uh, other guys. Not that I've ever <laughs> met a guy hotter than me, but hypothetically, I can imagine how I would behave. But I think that if I was talking to a hot guy, like just if we were out and a hot guy approached me, I don't think you'd be jealous in that sense. I think I don't think you'd be jealous of me, of like him talking to me. I think you'd be jealous of like the way he looked. No, you know what I'm, I mean? Well, why do you think that? Do you think I'm not jealous? Yeah, of, I think you're not jealous. I've been jealous. Not really. Yeah, I don't like. I don't like anything. I don't like. <laughs> I don't if, like if you even if you even <laughs> laugh, I'm like, why are you laughing at him? You've never, but you've never ever said anything like that. You just yes, I like, have. I I can't honestly recall. I think in my head, I'm like, oh, Shane doesn't. He doesn't really care. Like no, I other do. than the first like six months of our relationship, when I think we were my first six months, my whole goal was to get you to never look at anyone because no. I'm so insecure. <laughs> I know that and that's what I'm saying in our first six months I knew you were jealous because like if I was talking to somebody else at the end of the night you'd be like oh I can't take you anywhere but then but now 
I don't find that you're jealous at all. Because you've wised up. <laughs> and now, but it's like you were trying to like power trip. You were acting to try to get me jealous. Yeah, I was and trying to make you jealous. I know, but then now you're so jealous that you, <laughs> you're just like, he doesn't even care. I have to like hover around him every second. Whereas before your whole game was, you would go to the opposite end of the party where I was. Try to look cool. Just to prove how much you don't need me. Which by the way, terrible move for anyone dating. <laughs> Guys do not like that. Yeah, I was trying to uh, <clears throat> assert my independence and sociability yeah and then you totally reverted to your true self once you uh the jig was up <laughs> and now you're the exact opposite of that anyway i think uh, you like me being a klingon though no i don't i like you being whatever you are naturally I well don't... i'm naturally i think a leech on you and i like that and i'm comfortable there sure then i like that i just mean like <laughs> because when you weren't doing that i could tell it was a facade too mm -hmm. So I don't like facades because you're not a facade type person. Of course, yeah. Well, I'm very uh, PDA type person and everything like that. And uh, I think that you don't mind that at all. Like, I No, I don't care. Yeah. I used to be very embarrassed of that. But I'm once I, you break through a certain love threshold, you're not, mm -hmm. not well, broken I, through. I, well, I don't think that there was ever a time when not in our we relationship, weren't there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah cause Just from, in previous relationships. It was hard for me to hold someone's hand in public mm -hmm. or to take a phone call from my girlfriend. I'd be very embarrassed to even say hello on a, it if was, my friends were around. It was hard for me to hold people's hands. I could, oh, I had such a hard time holding hands with people I was in relationships with. And this was like two year relationships. I'd do it at a certain point, but begrudgingly. I yeah. didn't like it. Yeah, it's, it's strange. It's like, is it because I love you more or is it because I've grown up? more and i realize that's stupid to be that way i don't know i don't know i i do think that there's a level of physical openness and comfort with us and there always has been and that's a part of the reason why we work so well mm -hmm. but yeah it's it's odd but guys corner it's a segment where i bro down with another dad in this case though we have a guy who's about to be a dad soon to be dead like how, how far along is nina I was just going to ask you because I have no idea. Okay, I'm going. let's just guess. I'm going to say they're three months away from having that kid. Two months away. I was just going to say two months. Okay, two months. About two months. I could be wrong. But Brody is a cool guy. He was in a band called San Sebastian. He was a lead guitarist. And he owns his own hot sauce business. Best hot sauce ever. It's called Dawson's Hot Delicious. Sauce. It's actually featured on that show Hot Ones. Mm -hmm. Literally like Charlize Theron yeah. was on the show talking about how much she loved the bottle design and the sauce itself. It's an amazing sauce. Goes great on oysters among lots of other things. But, do but anyway, it. check out Hot Ones. I believe it's the last season, not the current season. And you'll see uh, Dawson's Hot Sauce featured. But we're going to call this guy and kind of... Uh, I don't, I'm not really as prepared as I normally am, so we're, I'm just going to kind of wing it and talk. I guess I'll open with some football questions. Yeah, and you know, he might have a question for us, Shane. Yeah, for you we can turn it. Yeah, we can New turn dad. it on. Okay, headphones on. Brody, you are on this Family Tree podcast on the Guy's Corner segment. Lovely to be here. Welcome, Brody. <laughs> So I'm not hey, sure. If, I'm not sure if you ever listen to the pod, but I do it with my wife Alex, <laughs> who you know. So 
we're just. I know a thing or two about it. Uh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, we're just talking to dads, and in this case, it's a soon-to-be dad. Like you're two months from having a kid, right? Yeah, we're um, due late March, early early April. So our, our due date's not fully settled yet, but it's looking late late March is more likely. And you're doing the surprise method for boy or girl? Yeah, we haven't done any. Um, any, any any poking around, so to speak. Can I ask what made you choose the surprise method instead of finding out? Uh, yeah, well, Nina and I kind of stand on the same ground with this philosophy, and it was uh, as adults, we don't experience surprises the same way we did when we were kids. Mm-hmm. Like everything is kind of like expected, and even the things that we work hard for, things that we already have like goal oriented. So, the idea of having a genuine surprise that affects both of us equally seemed like a really good opportunity to take advantage of. So. Is a fifty like kind of one of the only things? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Is a fifty-fifty chance a surprise, though? Is my question to you? I, I, I am indifferent. I don't have a preference on if it's a boy or girl. Mm-hmm. Uh, so um, I'm not. That question doesn't really phase me too much. So uh, it is like I'm not sure what you mean by the fifty-fifty thing. Other than that, well, I mean, you know, it's either going to be a boy or a girl. So can it really be a true surprise? And I'm asking this question genuinely not knowing the answer. Oh, well, it only having two outcomes really kind of doesn't make it a very, like a very wide based surprise. Mm-hmm. But because again, there are, for me, there are, there are very few surprises mm-hmm. uh, that this is still an opportunity that we're, we're kind of happy to be part of. So under this theory, when you play roulette and if it's red or black, you must be extremely surprised. Or well, I guess roulette's even more because you can hit a zero, which is green. Yeah. Um, well, I'm I'm not much of a gambler, but uh, I'm usually in that case. I'm terrified which one it's not going to be. <laughs> if the baby comes out green, that <laughs> yeah, would be a so, surprise. So that one actually doesn't really click with me because I'm happy about either outcome. That one has like has a, a stake in it, and so they're not really comparable in the same kind of thought. <laughs> Are you prepared to see, a, a, if it is a girl, a vagina coming out of a vagina? I think they come out the other way, but... Um... <laughs> Good point, Brody. <laughs> <laughs> I've been cornered before. So I... <laughs> and, oh, this are is... these written down questions? No, these are just off the top of the lid. Um, this is Guy's Corner. So what is your favorite beer, and did you watch the Bills game tonight? Um, my favorite beer, um, let's go with the, the, I didn't watch the Bills game, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. They lost. It was an intense game. Um, uh, Alex and I kicked back. We had a cinnamon Coke. We watched the game. Apparently they just lost in overtime. Overtime. Oh, so you're not even watching live. We were, we had to stop it when it went into overtime. So Mm. we, we didn't know the outcome, but I just got a text that they lost, unfortunately, but. That'll bum my dad out. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I'm, I'm, indif- I'm an indifferent beer drinker. Just my, I'm kind of prefer the, the sport beers, things that are a little more easygoing. Not huge into the the IPAs and flavor heavy flavor profile beers that are kind of dominating our our scene right now. But so, would you say you drink to get drunk? Uh, like the rest of us do, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, which this is a bit of a segue. Which uh, how is that going to change? You think when you have a child, do you have a game plan laid out? Like. Oh, I'm going to curb the drinking. Are you going to see how it goes? Like, you know, some of our friends have really curbed the drinking and some of our friends haven't even changed at all. So I was just wondering where you think you'll fall in that spectrum or if 
you're just going to roll the dice and see what what happens happens. Well, in kind of two phases, um, the the end of the holiday season kind of like marks like obviously the beginning of a new year and uh, countdown on Nina's baby, and I've already started implementing just different techniques of how to reduce drinking just in general. Uh, but I, I don't drink a lot at home, and I don't particularly enjoy even like having a beer by myself. So uh, I think it'll just basically be. I'll be drinking less because I won't be going out as much. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll have I'll have more things to do at home. We'll be under uh, like a like a single income for everything, so I'll be more inclined to be professional in different times of work. So, I think the drinking thing will kind of figure itself out in one way or another. But I am already starting to plan by going out less, getting more like meal planning at home, that kind of thing. Right. And uh, do you have any questions for? parents like us because we do have a baby and we have one on the way also so if you have anything to ask you might as well do it now (laughs) (laughs) we are friends will i not get another chance (laughs) um i I feel like a lot of my questions will be um probably like the month before like a lot of things i'm doing now this this prep stuff is like you know building the nursery like you know you'll be doing that for the next few weeks Mm-hmm. Uh, getting all of our, you know, like our baby supplies in order, uh, how like we do our diaper parties and stuff like that, you know, like once all that stuff is done and we have like basically our supply list and we're also doing our prenatal classes for all of January. So I think a lot of things that I want to know, I'll be learning through mm-hmm. these processes naturally. And then when I get closer to the date, I'll probably have a list of like more pressing questions that I'll mm-hmm. be reaching you know, potentially your way into like a variety of other people that I'm close with that have children, like my brother included. Yeah. So. I think I'm in a good group of people where I can safely ask questions and uh, and then feel support that way through my friends and family. Yeah, it's a good place to be when you have a friend group that already almost everyone has a kid at this yeah. point. Yeah, I'm like kind of in the last. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, not dead last, but that whole like not first, second, third, fourth, or fifth. <laughs> so, there's a lot of people ahead with some, 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 good, uh, some good information for me. Mm-hmm. And what do you think your biggest fear is? It doesn't have to be baby related. Um, I'm not really afraid of anything specifically. What I am expecting to happen that makes me nervous is a kind of like a shift in how I see the world, right. which will make me a little more uh, kind of neurotic or like overly careful of things. Yeah, I see that a lot with parents as like they like they like just having that sense of protection kind of just changes their lens and how they feel about the world in general. Maybe news will be more frightening. Maybe like people talk about recessions and it'll freak us out. You know, I don't know how these things will, will change me once I have a kid, but I know my world lens will change a lot once we do have the kid. Yeah. With the global warming and everything happening, it seems like we're yeah. going to make it to our old age, but a continent is on fire right now. I know. It's yeah. crazy. It scares the hell out of me. <laughs> I try yeah, to look and... at the positive angle in it, in that like me and my daughter can die together. <laughs> die as a family yeah so that yeah. is kind of reassuring as morbid as so you sense. as a parent and a parent and they're gonna have a child in the way that's what reassures you knowing that you'll all die together yeah be- that's the, your only, that's the your only unfortunate <laughs> part it's unfortunate that lou probably won't be able to have a child of her own unless she that is so depressing very young gets going that's at so it. depressing well yeah. unless maybe we could put a stop to everything that's going on and help yeah that's adhering to doomsday yeah. clock stuff <laughs> and that's the thing and i think that having a kid brody because what you said about you know getting more anxiety over things in the news 100 percent 100 percent um but i think it also 
makes you more proactive and makes you want to change more or step in or vocalize, you know, your fears and what you think you can do differently. Yeah. Yeah. It makes you more of an active member of society instead of like, just like, you know, as a, as a single non-family kind of existence, you know, you kind of just exist however you feel like it. Yeah. Uh, there's not a whole lot of, there's not a whole lot at stake. So yeah. by that changing, it could be nice to, to grow that sort of, kind of civic responsibility in maybe a smaller sense, but in like a more of a global sense, that would be, that'd be nicer as well. And what are you most excited for about becoming a dad? Uh, I really just want to meet the kid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good Big time, one. big time. I say that a lot. I'm like, like, cause you know, we're at this point in development where, uh, everything's pretty much already there. Like he or she just needs to grow. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it's very exciting to know that I'm going to meet this, this human being relatively soon oh, yeah it's, it's one of the craziest things probably you could ever experience i think yeah i, I find that is across the board everyone says that it's like the craziest thing and it'll change your life you're like you'll never be happier with something else. do you so, guys um, have names picked out uh we've been we've been bouncing names but uh you can tell us and we'll we, we can beep them out if you like <laughs> <laughs> no I, I'll, I'll keep that for like part of our personal reveal as well because like even when we're not we're not fully fully settled in anything because I'm indifferent towards some names that was kind of have leads. And then Nina's very hard on some of the names that I prefer. So I'm not really sure if how political this is going to get closer to the date. Can we hear even just one name that has totally been uh, erased that you liked? Like when we were pregnant, I said, well, Shane, if it's a boy, I really like the name Boris. And he was like, no way in hell. So even though I liked it, I knew it was off the list. Yeah, I, I originally this is like for like me for a long time, and I pitched it to me, and she said absolutely no. I said if we had a daughter, I'd like name her Leslie. Hmm. Oh, I like that. I know a few Leslies. And, I think it's pretty. Yeah. And that, that's it's my dad's dad's name, who over the years I apparently would not be the best best name to pick. But um, from Nina's experience, she had a bad bad like childhood experience with a girl named Leslie, hmm. and she's like, no, it's just a, it's a sour name in my in my book, yeah, and I do it. I don't like it. And that'll do it. Now it's enough to yeah. lose, lose the name on the list. So. Oh, big time. A, a little birdie told me that Gizmo was in the running. Confirm or deny? Gizmo. Yeah. I will neither confirm or deny this. this <laughs> oh, it's still in the running. All right. That's what that well, means. They said there was no surprises left in the world besides having a boy or a girl. But now we get a surprise just hearing the name. Gizmo or not. Yeah. Gizmo, yeah. Gizmo Xavier Dawson. Nice. All okay, right. well... Thank you very much for being on Guy's Corner. I hope Greta Thunderberg or whatever her name is pulls her, her to pull, <laughs> pulls her socks up. And we can all live a healthy, long life, including your daughter or son. And uh, I'll talk to you soon. Thanks so much, okay, Brody. Sounds good. All right, yeah, bye, no Brody. problem. Have a good one, guys. Right. Bye now. All right, good, good call. Yeah, that was awesome. I like uh, the perspective of a soon-to-be parent. Always, mm-hmm. I think it's that's such an exciting time because you are. I mean, I remember that pregnant with Lou it's a little different now but just so excited and so nervous and just so eager mm-hmm. every single second of the day well I think Brody is neurotic in all the right ways to be a really good dad uh, is that a compliment or a back no, what no, we no, call no. a backhanded compliment no it's a good thing like I think um like he wears glasses and like do I look like a dad well you are a dad so it makes you look like a dad hmm. but yeah I think once you hit a certain age you just look like a dad no matter what well I am planning on losing a lot of weight soon so maybe i'll look like a a young man again 
Okay, let's ask some <laughs> questions. Okay, so the next question we have. Um, so there were two questions that were quite similar. Wait, sorry. For Do we have any more callers? We do not, know. Okay. Two questions we have that are quite similar. Uh, how did you deal with Leap 10? I spent two nights in my baby's crib because of his separation anxiety. And early morning wake-ups and dropping one nap. 11-month-old suddenly waking up at 5.30 a.m. So Leap 10 was hellish for us. So hellish. Uh, I think I talked about it on this podcast. I've written posts about it. Um, but it happened not too long ago and I knew that something was going on because Lucy was incredibly fussy. She just started out of nowhere waking up at 5.30 every day even though her bedtime is between you know 7 and 7.30 at night. And it's been like that regularly. She always wakes up between I'd say 6.45 and 7.30 and that was always how it was. So then when she started waking up at 5.30, someday she'd wake up at 4.30. It was a total nightmare. I didn't know what the heck was going on. Uh, and then I realized, oh my God, we're in leap 10 right now. And this is just for us how it's kind of rearing its ugly head. So like the first person wrote in, uh, they had to spend a couple nights in their son's crib. There were a couple mornings when I had to go into Lucy's crib at like 3 a.m. because she doesn't sleep if I bring her into our room. She is too fascinated by the fact that her dad's there, her mom's there, it's a new place, and she just doesn't sleep. So I crawled into her crib for a couple nights, uh, and she was able to go to sleep until like regular time. But then I was like, I can't do this every day. I, you know, I'm working. This I'm pregnant. This can't be how we're living. So I just started leaving her and not getting her until you know, 6.30 or 7 a.m. Uh, and she didn't cry. She was awake, but she would just play. Maybe she'd whine once in a while, but she'd generally just sit there and play with her stuffies in the crib. Uh, and then I'd go in there 6.45 or 7, wake her up, and we'd do a big dramatic wake up so she knew it was time. And that was it. And now she's kind of fallen back into a better pattern, albeit getting up earlier than she would before. So now I'd say her regular wake up time is between 6 and 6 30 uh and with that I'm realizing she's just a baby that doesn't sleep for 12 hours at night she sleeps for about 11 hours at night uh so if I want her to wake up a little later I'll put her to bed at 8 instead but yeah babies are different and you will recognize their sleep patterns uh I think more prominently during and after leap 10 but it's a crazy time leap 10 was the worst any input? Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll, uh, leap 10. I don't know any of the leaps, I'll be honest. I just think when she's being a little weird, I'm like rolling with the punches. So I I am not as actively involved in marking leaps and uh, See, you, you would have, growth points. You would have recognized leap 10 because I would have been complaining a ton mm -hmm. about her waking up through the night and things like that. But looking back on it, it now seems like it was so far away. All right, so next question. When will you start activities for Lucy, and what will you start with? Well, funny you ask that, whoever you is, because <laughs> Alex just mentioned that mm -hmm. we can sign up Lucy for a basketball program. Yeah, like this, like now if we wanted, but I think we're going to wait until the summer, which uh, she'll be two by that point, like two in one month, which is going to be a great opportunity for that because we will have a newborn baby at home. And it'll be good to get Lucy out to a camp for a couple hours a day because I'm going to be exhausted. And one of Lou's favorite words is ball. Ball. Yeah. 
So, so we're I, hoping she takes to it. I think she will. She she loves repetitive behavior. Mm-hmm. And basketball is one of those sports where you can just keep doing the same thing. Ball in the hoop, ball in the hoop. Mm-hmm. And it's, a, it's good to... Uh, it's, it's a good sport for kids with ADD, which I find I was kind of like as a kid. Well, I think so. I looked into a program a couple of days ago and it said they started taking kids at 16 months old, which is crazy. And that's awesome. Uh, you don't like obviously get into learning how to dribble or shoot at that point. I think they just familiarize you with the basketballs and maybe have you jump through hoops and work on your agility like as a baby. Uh, and then as you get older, they start adding actual skills. Uh, so basketball is one thing that we'll definitely be getting Lou into soon. Uh, so at two. And I also want to get her into gymnastics. Uh, I did that as a kid. I sucked at it. But I would get the Daredevil Award every year, which I was super proud of. Like so proud of. And it basically meant that I sucked, but I would try anything. Hmm. And I love that. And I, I think that's still true about me. That and I, Lou, I find, is a bit of a daredevil. Huge. Like when we were in the pool... Her favorite thing to do was walk on the ledge. Yes. And she hated having any help doing it. Obviously, I was there in case anything happened, like an inch away from her. But she hated her hand being held, anything. Just It was like walking a tightrope in the pool. And she loved it. On our last night in the pool, she was with my mom because my mom had her suit on. I didn't. And she would take my mom by the hand. She'd go, hand. She'd take my mom to the edge of the pool and then she would zoom through the kitty part and into the deep end and try to go in the deep end alone mm-hmm. and like she was so adamant about it so she is definitely a daredevil and I think something like gymnastics is a good opportunity just to kind of be crazy and like you know just get a lot of energy out and good for basketball because again practicing agility hand-eye coordination things like that so I think it'll be uh, beneficial to her yeah oh I want your opinion actually on dance so I did dance for a couple years when I was young again I sucked the only thing I was good at was musical theater which I was really good at uh, because I used to like acting but I really sucked at dance and I'm not a huge fan of dance myself I I I feel to the same about it as I do towards hockey which is that I would love it if my kids had no interest in either one of those things but what's your opinion on dance I don't care when they're a kid. It's like they're not in dance. They're in cute photo opportunity class. Yeah. But I mean like as they get older. like If if she takes an interest to mm-hmm. it, do it. I don't care. If mm-hmm. she wants to play hockey, that's great. The only downfall is I don't know how to ice skate. So it's going to be hard for dad yeah. to be showing her the ropes. Basketball, I can show her all these tricks. Mm-hmm. I, I just there's – and here's the thing. I have so many friends who are amazing dancers – Uh, I had a friend who was an Olympic gymnast and really incredible things. Uh, There's something about things where if you're not on a team, like I really love team sports because I think Mm -hmm. it teaches you so much. And then dance, I just find it, even if you're dancing with a group, it's missing that aspect. Maybe, but maybe not. I think there is a lot of discipline in dance. Oh, there's a ton of dances. And I think there is team and I think there is solid friendships there and Mm-hmm. If you have the right attitude and you don't get mean girl too much or yeah. mean personed too much. Mm-hmm. No, I see that. I get it. Um, okay. So the next question. Talk about the plane ride. I'm too scared to travel. We have. Uh, and don't be too scared to travel. Do it. Babies are babies. Um, one thing I got to say about that, I remember reading when I was 
first taking Lucy on her very first trip. She was eight weeks old. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh man, like I'm so scared. What do I do? So I was looking online and people were suggesting things like, oh, make a little, this is my first flight package and give it to the people in the seats around you. You know, have like little goodies and things and apologize ahead of time if your baby's not well behaved. First of all, newborn babies, their cries are like, pretty adorable they don't really piss off anybody secondly they're asleep most of the time if they're not you can just nurse them and that shuts them up pretty quickly I think kids only really have a hard time the older they get and the more they want to be active and running around and things and you have to contain them and I just think that having to apologize for your kids behavior when they're just doing exactly what a kid does or a baby does is so unnecessary. And if somebody's gonna give you a hard time about that, they're the asshole, not you for taking your kid on the flight. So I don't think that you should waste your time and money on things like goodie bags for the people on your flight. Just simply be nice. You know, if the kid is going crazy, just, you know, give people a head nod or apologize. Like, oh, sorry. But beyond that, forget about it. Mm-hmm. So you shouldn't have to apologize, but apologize. No, like you shouldn't have to like make a huge mean. scene about it. I but agree. you know, like if you lock eyes with somebody, you'd be like the head I, nod and the wave. I agree. <laughs> I'm glad. Yeah, but just also show that you care. Yeah. Like uh, that you're doing everything possible. That you can, yeah. yeah. Tips and tricks for traveling with babies. So we've done this a few times. We've done car trips. We've done now five different uh, trips that required plane travel. Uh, One thing that's pretty great. So on this flight that we just had, it was only a two-seater aisle seat, which was great for us because it was only Shane and I beside each other. However, a lot of planes have three-person seats. Mm -hmm. So in that situation, I would book the window seat and the aisle seat. Because most times, especially if it's not a full flight, nobody's booking that middle seat because nobody wants to sit in between two people. So typically, you're going to have that seat empty, which is just more playroom for baby and for all your stuff. And if somebody does book that seat, just ask them to switch with one of you. And then you and your partner are beside each other because nobody wants to sit in between two partners and a crazy baby. So it's a good tip. It's the best case scenario. Uh, next is buy a snoo shade we own one you can get one at a discount 20% off if you go to snooshade.ca or snooshade.com and put in family tree 20 really uh, mm-hmm. oh get that snoo shade yeah and we don't make any money up no we don't make she gave me the uh option to make 10% and give a 10% discount but I was like no I want 20% discount mm-hmm. I don't want to make anything because it is such an yeah. awesome thing. Legit. <laughs> yeah. Do this new shade, honestly. Yeah. I even uh, bring it to daycare and she sleeps like a dream at daycare with this new shade. Um, but it's great for sharing a small space, like a small living space with your baby at nighttime. Because if Lucy sees us sleeping in the same room as her, she's not sleeping all night. She's going to be up every two seconds saying, mommy, daddy, mommy, daddy, and like wanting us to take her out of the crib. With the snoo shade, it's just this, like this like thing and it goes over it's like a fabric thing, but it's breathable and it goes over any standard size crib or playpen. So we use a four moms breeze play yard, which is absolutely incredible when we travel and the snoo shade fits on it perfectly. And then you just, you can zip them up if you want so that it's totally dark and it works if you're like camping and there's a lot of light getting in so that they can nap in 
you know, dim light during the day or if you have to share with a room, a room with them at nighttime. But it's very, very handy. Use my discount, Family Tree 20. Um, along the same lines of sharing a room with a baby, if you're staying in a hotel, try to book something where if there's not like a separate room entirely, there's at least like a little wall. Nook. Yeah, a nook separating your sleeping area from the baby sleeping area, if you can. And even a big closet will work for this, honestly. But just to kind of keep baby in her own space, again, not seeing you. Um, and if she sleeps with a sound machine like Lucy does, then she, everything's just louder and they're totally in their own sleep zone. And I always find that Lucy sleeps so much better if we're in a situation like that. Thoughts on putting a baby in a bathroom? People do it. A lot of people do it and they love it because they turn on the bathroom fan and then there's the noisemaker. And then if you have to pee, maybe you just leave the hotel and go somewhere else. I don't know because I guess if it's at night, some people can are fine with it all night long, like not going. I pee several times throughout the night, mm -hmm. so I wouldn't be able to do that. Um, but if I could sleep a full night without using the washroom, that would be my go-to. So I do recommend it if you are somebody that can sleep all night without using the washroom. It's dark. There's a fan. And bathrooms are typically cool, especially when you're in hotels and things. Next. Um, so another uh, tip I would say, bring your carrier. I did not bring my baby carrier to Florida this trip, and I regretted it. Even though Lucy's a toddler, she sleeps better in the carrier. It just would have been the best. True. Um, bring regular stroller. We have a foldable like travel stroller. It's garbage. The sunshade isn't big. You can barely fit anything in the thing below. And whenever I use it, I just think, oh my God, I wish I had my full size stroller. Because my other baby, it's easy to fold up. It's easy to get on the airplane. It's free to check on the airplane. And then you always have that good sunshade. You have a car seat attached to it. So if you're taking cabs or renting a car, you have everything with you. Uh, and you can just fit so much crap in your stroller. Mm -hmm. So I recommend that highly. Um, so we're still on travel tips. Yes, okay. yes, yes. And lastly, uh, germs are going to happen. Uh, when we were in the airport going to Florida, there was a really stressed out mom. Oh, that mom was out of a movie. <laughs> I know. That was a real person, you think? Or yes. were we on a hidden camera show? I hope we were on a show, but I don't think we were. It was a real person. Hilarious. She was freaking out. Uh, and this is before anything. Like We're just waiting to check into our flight well, with our passport. She was telling her kids not to touch her. Don't touch me with your dirty hands. Don't touch me. That hand was on the carpet. These like, kids are like two years her, old. The hand was on the carpet? Who cares? So, so she was just freaking out about all the germs in the airport. And because her kids were touching things, she was literally not letting them go anywhere near her because she did not want the germs. I get that. Airports are dirty places. However, if your kids are, because there's a lot of diseases that are actually, if your kid is not vaccinated, it can be incredibly dangerous to go to an airport. But if your kid is vaccinated as they should be and, you know, they're oh, she healthy. she was probably an anti-vaxxer. She could have been. Honestly, she could have been. That's what I was thinking in my head. Because you can catch like what measles whooping cough and everything from airports they're frequently in airports mm -hmm. and you can find that information online by the way um but there are frequent outbreaks in airports but lucy it's like as this mom is you know going through this with her poor kids lucy is lying on the floor basically licking the carpet and just like rolling all around 
going nuts and Shane and I are just kind of sitting there watching her. I was taking photos of her <laughs> yeah. just because the other woman was going so crazy that I wanted to show that I was embracing it so much to kind of make that woman mad. Yeah. You know what? Like germs are going to happen when you travel. Kids are always going to touch something they shouldn't. So you do have to cool it. I think in those situations, get your bottle of thieves essential oil. It's really good for, um, you know, antibacterial properties and things like that you could give your kids hand a spray spray certain things down bring baby friendly hand sanitizer wash hands as frequently as you can but other than that honestly i just think if you don't cool it you're gonna lose your mind next question so the next question uh it just said montessori slash janet lansbury slash outdoor time for kids so i'm assuming they're asking for our opinion on those things I'll start off with Janet Lansbury. Um, I love her. Shane loves her. He doesn't even realize he loves her uh, because he doesn't follow her on Instagram. But anytime I bring up something that she says, um, he always... Name something really she ag- said. Well, uh, just in dealing with kids' behavior. Okay, so she'll say, you know, talk, if your kid's having a tantrum, talk to them through it. Like, let them know that you, you get that they're upset you get that they're having a hard time, but they're not allowed to have that toy or they're not allowed to eat that thing. Mm-hmm. And we have both taken on that mentality and that kind of parenting behavior with Lucy. And it's been mm-hmm. so helpful for everybody. Uh, but no one's advised me to do that. Like you've never been like, Shane, do this. I've That's shared just- I've shared Jana Lansbury um, quotes and posts with you in the past and you always... You've always reacted really positively to Well, them. I must admit I have Janet Lansbury <laughs> amnesia. Um, no, I knew you would. I knew you would. But we have talked about her together mm. in the past. Um, but she always talks about, and again, this is, you know, inherent with some parents, but just your kids have so much understanding for things. So talk to them as you would mm. anybody when they're freaking out, when they're do some, doing something explain fully what's happening you know when someone's learning a language and mm-hmm. they don't know how to speak it but they understand yeah. to hear it mm-hmm. lucy is so like that yeah 100 like, when i say lucy go in the other room and lay down and we're going to change your diaper like you were here for the second time i asked her to do that and she did it but she was in here in the morning when you were sleeping because you had a migraine in the morning and i was being a good dad and <laughs> took like five hours alone dadding i don't ask for an award but it's just what i did today and I said, Lucy, could you go in the other room and lay down? I want to change your diaper. And she just marched in the other room and laid down and got in diaper position. Yeah. No, she, it's, it's amazing what kids have the capacity to understand. And I think sometimes parents lose that and then they kind of revert to baby talk or to broken English or something. And uh, that's not doing your kid any favors because they, they do understand you. And when we, were, when we were in the long lineup because customs was backed up oh. or something was wrong with the airport. Two hours. We're, yeah, it was two hours in line. And Lucy had to just stand there. Mm-hmm. And so anytime she would uh, get kind of frustrated, I would just go down and say, Lucy, we're in a line and we just have to wait a little bit. And she would give me like a little like knowing look or nod. And she was extremely yeah. understanding. She did not freak out in that mm-hmm. wait. It was amazing. It was really amazing. Um, so I do really respect, uh, Jana Lansbury, her writing. She has a podcast too, Unruffled. It's really great, really great for parents. So I would check it out. Um, in regards to Montessori. So Shane, are you familiar with what Montessori is? Yeah. They just give kids a bunch of paints and like a ball and say, express yourself. (laughs) Pretty much. So it's very, so it's child led. 
it's about uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's about expression and um, their aesthetic is like they don't use anything that's not natural like they want to try to keep their materials to natural things mm-hmm. I was reading online um, just because I really wanted to have a good idea of Montessori beyond what I already knew about it and I read that so they have different age groups right it's like zero to three th- uh, three to six six to nine mm-hmm. something like that and it's like the zero to three age group uh, this was from a woman who was teaching in a Montessori school they'd be doing things like polishing silverware shining shoes and things like that so <laughs> I'm thinking in my head like that's kind of odd because parents are paying a lot of money for this yeah but I guess they're focusing on like monotonous tactile jobs and I do know that as they grow older they can you know they do focus on a lot of play outdoors and I really love that aspect I really love that mm-hmm. Montessori allows kids to really do what they want to mm-hmm. do um, and have open play open communication things like that but uh, the one thing like I here's the thing I try to emulate some Montessori activities at home there are so many good Instagram accounts you can go to just type in Montessori you'll find them that offer activities that you can bring in like into your own house uh, that are Montessori based and they are really good for just kids learning how to do things especially when they're really young and just working on their agility their hand eye things like that should we get one of those airport shoe polish chairs for Lou? <laughs> every day before yeah. work she could give us a shine <laughs> um no but it's like and it involves a lot of outdoor play so we actually have um a couple friends and we play basketball with a guy who is the principal of montessori school and they focus a lot on outdoor play specifically at this school but I think a lot of Montessori schools do which I love and is so important for kids kids don't get enough outdoor play uh will we be putting Lucy in a Montessori school uh the answer to that would be no uh even though I do respect so much of what they do um I think personally that there should be a little bit more structure I know Montessori teachers aren't allowed to interfere and they define interference as like as positive reinforcement you're not allowed to give positive reinforcement you're not allowed to correct them you just encourage them or redirect so i think i feel that is an encouragement positive of reinforcement well, that's the thing where does the line get crossed so it's mm-hmm. like i think they just say oh try again but then when they finally when the kid does something you're not allowed to say good job ah i don't know enough about it yeah it sounds cool in theory mm-hmm. but maybe no i just i personally think that there needs to be a little bit more routine and i do think that kids need a lot of free play throughout the day uh but i they're so good with a routine and you give a kid routine and they handle it so well every Um, kid's different though maybe some kids are perfect for montessori oh 100 percent. like i i know for me i probably would have done better in a montessori than i did in a normal school but then here's the thing if you so in montessori schools um they allow you not to if you don't like writing they don't make you write. So like you could be mm-hmm. seven years old. And I did that anyway. Here's the thing, but you could be seven years old and not know how to write your name because nobody is saying, okay, just try it. Let's sit down here mm-hmm. and let's work on this. You're not doing this letter right. Let me show you how to do Have this Have you letter. seen my handwriting lately? But Shane, you knew how to write your name when you were seven. I can barely write it now. <laughs> Have you seen my handwriting? Yes, but you know how to spell it is what I'm saying. Like you know how to spell it. You know how to put the pen to the paper. And even if it's messy, you can still do the shapes of the letters. Mm-hmm. You can still do it. So S is like a snake, right? It's like a snake. Right. But kids in Montessori schools, they're not forced to do that. And I think that if you want your kid to have a more holistic 
education and at least have some knowledge of, you know, like learning foundations and academic foundations, I think that, you know, it's it's good for them to have discipline. And I, I just, I would worry that, you know, Lucy just might choose not to do certain things that she's capable of, but just doesn't want to and would be free uh, to kind of fall behind on those things if she was in Montessori. If you're in a Montessori school, if you have kids in one, if you're a Montessori teacher, I'd love to hear your opinion on this because Shane and I don't know enough. But for me, I, I personally think that well, what I, I like positive reinforcement and I like giving kids constructive criticism. I think it is so helpful. I think Rosie O'Donnell didn't even uh, make it to grade nine. Really? <laughs> <laughs> she's canceled anyways for what she isn't she canceled why oh i'm thinking roseanne barr no rosie o'donnell mm, yeah roseanne barr is canceled people still like rosie right yeah yeah um and except for trump oh well who likes him uh texas racist <laughs> in a hot tub in florida <laughs> <laughs> to put context into that on our last night in florida shane and i uh were the two Canadians sitting in a hot tub with five people from Texas. I know a lot of people from Texas. I love them. These people, however, the first thing they said to us was, where you're from? We said Canada. They said, we hate foreigners, but you seem okay. Mm-hmm. We're assuming that's because we were white and straight. <laughs> and then Alex said she was a teacher, and she said she taught ESL, which stands for English as a Second Language. And then they said, Second Language? Better not be any illegal immigrants. <laughs> and then things got incredibly weird, and uh, it just was It was odd. a weird night. And they were definitely Trump supporters. It was a weird night, and I, I, I'm still thinking about it to this day, about how people can be so hateful. Because they were openly saying, because they asked what kind of immigrants we had, and I said, oh, there's a lot of Syrian refugees uh, that I teach, and they're wonderful. Uh, and then they were openly saying how they hated basically everybody who wasn't who wasn't American, mm-hmm. who wasn't white. And the one woman was a teacher, which was very concerning. But next question. Yeah, next question. That was horrendous. Um, and this is, are you guys going to keep Lou in daycare when you're on mat leave? Uh, at least part-time, yeah. I had a friend who kept her kid in daycare, uh, and she had a baby at the same time I had Lucy. So I went to visit her a couple times, and she would just tell me how much it helped her out. It's like financially, if you can do it, I'd say definitely keep your kid in daycare at least part-time. Because I couldn't imagine the stress of having a toddler at home and a newborn baby and being sleep deprived. Like that, it makes me cry thinking about it. I I couldn't imagine. Any more questions? Yeah, one more. Okay. Are you super crazy tired being a toddler mom and prego? Yes, I'm super crazy tired. All day, all the time. And uh, I'm excited not to be tired anymore. Yeah. And I'm very tired too. And I know I don't count and I know I'm not going through any pregnancy, but I'll just say I'm for some reason more tired too. And that's probably because well, your s- health has gone to shit. But you're also uh, taking more, I think, responsibility with Lucy because I'm more tired mm-hmm. and um, also preparing for a new baby. And all of that is tiring. And work is crazy. Like everything, it's so much is happening. Okay, I think, what do you think of that episode for, like, this wasn't, uh, we're not on the ball because we're a little, we're coming out of a bit of a uh, holiday haze, mm-hmm. but I'm glad we did this. We I'm had a lot of obstacles it. to get to this episode. Yeah, I think it was uh, informative, and I like chatting with you on Saturday night, so. And I like, like chatting with you also. <laughs> 
And I love you. And thank you so much for listening to This This Family Family Tree Tree Podcast. Podcast, episode 20. Yeah.